welcome to our OTRS podcast. Just for you to know, the OTS Group is a pretty innovative company. We produce a software that structures communication and makes processes much easier. That was really important in these days full of crisis. We have our headquarter in Germany and globally we have five subsidiaries around the world, including the US. And we also have a pretty unique uh, company culture that allows employees to work from where they want and when they want. That was actually really helpful during the crisis. And now, since the crisis comes to an end, I'm really curious to talk about the current atmosphere with Katrin. Katrin is our Director of Human Relations at OTRS. She works there since 2009 already. And she basically built up the HR department at OTRS. So yeah, welcome, Katrin. Happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Um, so actually, um, recently I read uh, in the German newspaper Handelsblatt that Apple is calling back their employees back to the office after such a long time just working from home. They have to come back for three days a week to the office. Um, and the article says that a lot of employees rebel against it. Um, so I was wondering, how do you how do you actually think about it? How do you handle it at OTRS? What do you think it's is the best way? Hmm. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is why are they actually forcing to their employees to come back? I mean, if there is a specific reason that makes sense, which I could definitely think of. Um, I would say, yes, it's probably a good idea in terms of company culture and the well-being of every employee. It's, of course, a huge difference if you're used to working in an office where you have the ability or the possibility to, to go to each other's desk and have, you know, like questions answered directly or the, the typical kitchen talk and so on. So if you notice that the isolation of the employees is actually causing a problem, it makes sense, of course. If it is just, you know, because they want them to without any specific reason, I don't really understand because I strongly believe that it is not depending on presence um, in terms of the employees being on site uh, in the office. It's more about the focus of the results of each and every one. If the results are okay and everyone is fine with the situation, I don't actually see a very high need for calling them back to the office. So when it comes to OTRS, actually we do not have a real policy about that yet. That might also be um, related to, to the fact that we have always been working remotely um, since the beginning. You know, we have always um, hired our employees at different locations within Germany and at different locations within the countries where we have our subsidiaries. So the fact that we were somehow forced to send everyone to their home office and work remotely was not really new for us. There have been some obstacles to overcome in terms of, of course, customer workshops and some organizational things. And we had to, um, or we wanted to support our employees in having the right equipment to actually have a quality, high quality in their working environment at their home offices but the fact that they're working from home has not been new to us at all so i do not see 
the necessity for us to actually come up with a strategy to call everyone back since it has been part of our company culture ever since. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good to know. And what do you think, what were, were the biggest challenges for the employees working from home all the time? Um, well, first of all, I think the fact that they have been working from home has not been new to them, just as I just said, only the amount of hours and the fact that it is only home office and no office uh, anymore, of course, that has been new. And I think the challenges are very um, much depending on the individual living situation. You know, of course, it is a difference um, when you're a single having an apartment and being, you know, by yourself uh, all the time, it could, for example, be a challenging that you do not have any face-to-face -face contacts with your um, colleagues anymore because you're all by yourself all the time. That might be uh, challenging, of course. Um, the other way around, if you have uh, two children and all of us know that uh, taking care of children in kindergarten and school and uh, so on has been difficult during the crisis as well. So, of course, it's a challenge to get everything, uh, you know, structured and organized when uh, there are two toddlers running around the house and you're trying to have a conference call. Of course, that is not so easy to handle, right? I can um, imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking from my own experience here. <laughs> I was just about to ask that. So you were a mom of two kids as yeah. well? Yes, one, so... is going, uh, one is in third grade going to school and uh, one is in, at the daycare or kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And yes, of course, it has been a, there have been days uh, that have been extremely difficult and it's a question of organizing yourself. And of course, it, if you have a lot of workload anyway, and on top of that, you have uh, the problem how to organize your, your private life around it or your work life around your private life, however you want to see it, it can be uh, much more stress on top of everything uh, in addition. So yeah, again, to come back to your question, I think it's a very individual um, thing. And also the fact to discipline yourself in terms of my working days over now, I close my laptop. If I have the possibility, I close the door of my home office and that's it. So mm -hmm. to make sure that the borders between working and living are still there, you know, not to lose yourself within or between both worlds completely. Um, we have been facing um, the problem that employees just not stop working because they said, well, I'm at home, I'm working from here, there are no restaurants open, I cannot go to the gym, I cannot meet my friends, I might as well just stay here and work, which is, which is of course also not the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so talking about your own experience, that must have been really tough to stay in the home office, uh, work from home and have two kids that were not able to go to kindergarten or school, um, and not being able to, um, yeah, let them go to grandparents or whatever. Um, so did you develop certain strategies how to handle that? I mean, talking about myself, I have a four-year-old daughter and my husband and I, we kept it that way that he tried to work in the morning. I was taking care of our daughter and then I started around noon to, to structure our day. Um, that's that's how we handled it. That was the best model for us. Uh, and you have one more kid. So how did you guys make that happen? 
Well, fortunately, my um, oldest son is uh, nine years old already, so he's quite independent already, and you do not have to look after him like, every minute of the day, which is, of course, different with my youngest son, who is two years old. So, but yeah, our our strategy was pretty similar. We just sat down with our calendars and looked at it and said, okay, I have this meeting tomorrow. I cannot switch that. I have this meeting tomorrow. I can take care of him because this is just a listening part. And uh, could you please block yourself a time slot of one hour there because I cannot move this. And it's exhausting, but it was manageable and doable most of the times. Um, there have been days where I thought, okay, how am I going to do this? <laughs> but it worked out somehow in the end. I also tried to focus on the positive aspects of everything because I think if you only focus on how difficult everything is, it's not helping you anyway. So I tried to keep myself focused on the fact that without this pandemic and without this crisis, we would have never spent so much time together as a family. I would have been much more far away from, from especially the little one developing his skills. I would not have been the one helping my oldest son with his homework that much. So that also, you know, it creates something in your personal or, or um, in your emotional, um, you know, contact to to the mm. family it, it also gives you something it's a fact and I also I always tried when it was a very tough day <laughs> I tried to come back to that positive aspect to say okay otherwise you would have not spent so much time together and that's something that's never coming back and so I try to uh, worship that and focus on that but yeah I mean it's difficult it has been difficult for everyone and um i can easily imagine that uh, for other people who have maybe only a small apartment or even more children or more children in a younger age it's crazy mm -hmm. yeah yeah but it's good to see the positive aspects of it as you do um and so I was recently um, meeting a friend and he actually asked me what were the learnings for me out mm -hmm. of the crisis. And I thought that's a good question to to handle uh, these things, not to ask, hey, um, how bad have you been doing? Um, but just asking what were your key learnings out of that? So was there a key learning for you? Was it maybe that you could spend more time with your family or was there something else that opened your eyes? Hmm, that's a difficult question. Um, it's not easy to come up with a general answer on that one, I think. Um, definitely it has showed us in, in terms of our working life that it is, or that the um, perspective of you need to be at the office from nine to five to be productive and to contribute to the work of your team and the company. I mean, those past one, one and a half years have proved um, or have proven that that is completely wrong. It's not the mm -hmm. fact you do not need to be somewhere at a certain desk every day from nine to five to be successful and productive. So I hope that um, a lot of companies who have been struggling with the fact that their employees are not on site every day um, learn their lessons and um, give their employees the possibility to be more flexible in, in their working lives. Um, from my personal perspective, I think this past year has also shown that actually um, parents are a really important 
part of our economy and of, of our um, economic success, not only at OTRS, but also at, at every other sector and every other um, economic part of, of um, our, our world, because um, all of a sudden, so many people had to face problems in, in uh, organizing to be able to, to work that you were actually able to see like how many parents are torn between those worlds every day and how important they actually are for each company and for the for the economic in general and that it might be a good idea to uh, support those a bit more because I had a lot of moments during this pandemic where I thought or where I felt as as a parent not in terms of my my working life but in terms of you know the politics and everything um i felt com as if we would be completely forgotten you know mm -hmm. nobody cared about us everybody cared about huge companies uh, like lufthansa and and so many other problems but no one actually talked about parents and their mm -hmm. needs and, and and the need for for support and also mm -hmm. our children of course who are supposed to be the next generation and to carry the uh, responsibilities we are carrying right now mm -hmm. but no one actually supported them they were yeah. always the last to return to their normal lives and so on and so on so that was um maybe some kind of key learning um yeah and again talking about work um the fact that it is not depending on your or that your productivity is not depending on the place from where mm -hmm. you're actually working mm -hmm. yeah but very good points with the parents that felt that they did not get enough support. So my impression was that when politicians talked about it in talk shows and so on, um, they were saying, yeah, schools and kindergartens are closed and parents can work from home. They can do home office. They have to do home office. Mm -hmm. That was their solution. Um, but, um, you know, um, it's a lot of people forgot that it's, so hard to um, combine these two things, sitting in front of the desk, writing a text, um, needing high concentration and, and having a small kid uh, uh, next to you um, that needs to um, be kept busy. So um, um, I think that was too easy for them to, to simply say, hey, parents can work from home and that's it, right? Yes, and even even if you manage it somehow, I mean, you will probably relate to this too. You do always feel bad. Either mm -hmm. you feel bad saying to your child, oh, sorry, uh, please wait, mommy has to finish this. Or mm -hmm. you feel bad towards your employer because you're the one asking everyone again to move an appointment because of um, the fact that you do not have someone to look after your kid, but only maybe only one hour later. So there is no possibility where you as a parent can just feel good about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel you. Oh, oh well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So some some interesting key learnings. Um, so what I also read in this article in Handelsblatt was that work psychologists said that it's actually good for employees to return to the office to keep the connection to their company, mm -hmm. to keep the bond, to, um, to have a good, uh, keep a good relationship. Um, 
So what is your impression about that? Um, is that something that easily gets lost if people work from home all the time? Mm, yes, I think there is definitely is a risk for that because you lose, when you're not in contact personally, you might easily use the feeling of being a team, you know, even though if it is possible that everyone works from home, we're still all working in teams. No one is just working for his self or herself. You, you know, we're always contributing to, to the success of a team and the team contributes to the success of a company. And when you're not seeing each other, apart from like we see each other right now on screen, that might easily get lost. So the feeling of actually being a team and belonging somewhere could, mm -hmm. you know, that if that gets lost, I think it's a risky thing. And also the identification of the company you're actually working for. That mm -hmm. is also something that is, from my opinion, um, very strongly connected with the fact that you're going to an office, that you're sitting together with your team, that you're having lunch together, that you have, you know, this area where where you are actually that one team belonging to that one company. And also mm -hmm. things like workshops where you develop plans for, for the next year or a, a midterm strategy for where, what you want to achieve within the next 12, 24, whatever month, you know, all those things that are also uh, offering motivation and uh, giving impulses to, to this team spirit and all those positive side effects that those personal meetings and the, the um, fact that you're working on something together, all those positive side effects, they get lost. And for that mm -hmm. reason, I would say we should come back to an office culture at some point, but it does not have to be Monday to Friday, nine to five. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and if people permanently work from home, is there something they can do or the company can do to keep up the company spirit, to keep up the connection to the company? Yes, definitely. I think there are several ways to do so. So in the past, before uh, the corona crisis, we had uh, the tradition that every, um, every department that works remotely, like our customer service, for example, or um, the software development, uh, they come together once a quarter and they spend a week together, like from Monday mm -hmm. to Thursday or sometimes uh, to Friday. Uh, right. They meet in one place and they have, you know, the opportunity to as well work together and, and uh, work on several topics, whatever might be on their list. But also, you know, to have the kitchen talk, to have a pizza in the evening, to go bowling or um, going to a sports facility or hiking or rafting, what there have been thousands of things uh, in the past already. So that is something a company should offer and um, something that which we did offer and which was a huge success with, because everyone went home with a really positive feeling, being motivated. And um, it's, it's just, you know, been always been a good energy somehow. Um, mm -hmm. We also had the tradition to get everyone together once a year from all subsidiaries all over the world to have uh, one and a half, two days together uh, where you can actually see, okay, these are the guys I'm working with and this is the thing I'm working for and that's why I'm doing all of this uh, and that's actually my part in this 
you know, huge clockwork. That's my position and I'm responsible for that and have been uh, contributing to the success of, of all of this. So, mm -hmm. um, and as well, if you're not working um, in different countries and you're not able to, to see each other uh, so many times because, you know, even in Germany, the distance can be so so big or so great that it's not possible to come to the office twice a week. We have tried uh, cooking together virtually, for example, and uh, playing games virtually to have this team or this feeling of, of being a team. And I think those things are easily to establish for companies and they should actually, they should definitely be used because it's helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, and so let's talk a little bit more about productivity. So what studies said was that when the crisis started and people started to work from home, the productivity level was pretty high. Um, and then after a year, they found out that the productivity was kind of decreasing mm -hmm. um, after one year working from home. So um, I was wondering um, what your experience is um, with OTRS um, employees during the crisis. Could you see an increase or decrease in their productivity? Um, increase so far, no. I do have the impression that here and there it's getting more difficult to keep up with the same level of productivity just because it's you know taking so long already and it's just so long and it's always the same uh, we're talking about you know it's either about corona or home office or vaccinations or lockdowns and it's you know people are just tired and and exhausted and of course that is also noticeable in their work i have not seen a significant decrease in productivity yet but i do have the feeling that it is more it takes more effort to keep the level of productivity at the same uh, place increasing um not so much either because um as i just said a couple of times already we have been working remotely ever since and we have a lot of department uh, departments who have been working remote only ever since mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so that's now there is no difference at all. What I can clearly see and what I can also um, um, approve somehow from my personal experience is, yes, productivity increases just because of the simple fact that you, you don't you don't have to go to the office anymore. You know, you're basically ready whenever you're ready. You just go downstairs or to another room or whatever, so you can just you know, walk from the shower, sit on your desk and start working. And um, those time killers are um, not there right now, you know, because you do not have to consider, I need to go uh, and leave here at that point or at that time because I need to be at the office then, but I could have worked instead being stuck in traffic, for example. So yeah, here and there, uh, increase has been um, noticeable but for the given reasons not so much mm -hmm. okay um and i think permanently working from home might be an extra risk for mothers or dads who might maybe also work in part-time mm -hmm. so um 
they um, have another risk not to be seen in the company. So first they work less hours and then they are not really visible to the company or to the teams and work from home. So I think it could happen that they are extremely productive and deliver high results, but still are not considered for a promotion just because they are not visible enough. Um, do you see that problem as well? And what can we do against it? Hmm. Um, I think that should be something or that must be something which is an essential part of the company culture. You know, whether part-time employees do have the chance um, for a certain career, whatever that might be, might it be, you know, from um, disciplinary thing or a management level or the responsibility for a certain topic or a certain um, uh, specification you know um, that should be something that is fixed in the company culture already and it should not depend on whether you're working part-time or whether you're working from home or um, or at uh, at the office um, in general, I would say as a company or as an employer, you have the responsibility to treat everyone equally. It should just not be about the amount of working hours and it should not be about whether you're a single or married or have one child or four children. It should be about the work you deliver and the knowledge you have. And uh, also, of course, about what you personally would like to achieve. And if all of those things and I've been probably missing a lot of other important things but if all of this makes a good match and the result is it makes sense to give you a certain position or to offer a promotion then it should be done and it should not be considered whether you're working part-time or full-time of course you have to say that there is a difference in part-time right I mean working 10 hours a week makes it really difficult to take over responsibility for a team, for example. But if we're talking about part-time, I don't know, 25, 30 hours a week, which is very close to full-time, it's not full-time, but it's very close, then it should be, not be a question about the working hours per week. It should be a question about um, the capability of a person to take over the responsibilities and to um, make sure that he or she can, can you know, take over this responsibility and find a good way of uh, communicating with the team, communicating maybe with the management and take over the tasks in a, um, in, in the, within the right timing and the right quality and, and so on. Okay, cool. So you several um, times talked about the flexible culture at OTRS that employees can work from wherever they want, that they have flexible time models. Um, would you say that OTRS is pretty unique with that? I think so, yes. I think so. Compared to most of the other companies, we are pretty unique. I can tell from my personal experience that in, in my, you know, amongst my friends, for example, I'm the only one working in a company with that kind of flexibility. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there are a lot of lessons learned from the past one, one and a half years. Uh, and I think that we have in general made a huge step forward in certain areas. But still, I think that um, OTRS is really unique at that, um, in that area. 
also because it is not something that we have established over the years. It's actually something that we have started with right from the beginning. It has mm -hmm. always been like that. You know, it's more that this culture grew with us. We did not grow and, and included this culture. It, it just grow with, it grew with us kind of as a natural process. And I think that is very unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my impression is also that more and more companies are adopting that model after the Corona crisis. But it's really innovative to see that OTRS had that before in place already. So, yeah. and that turned out to be very helpful during the crisis. Yeah. I also remember that before we had this uh, pandemic, when I was talking um, to uh, people either in my private life or also uh, when I've been in, in charge for the recruiting, for example, there have always been reactions like, oh, really? You're working just from home. Yeah. Like, yeah, it has been like that ever since. Or when someone is applying for a job and uh, the person says, uh, yeah, well, the job sounds highly interesting, but you know, I live in Munich and I'm not willing to relocate because I have a family and so on and so on. And I always say, well, that's not necessary at all because you can basically work wherever you live. It's, it's, it's we don't care. <laughs> right. As long as you're able to come to the office for a certain meetings or, or uh, company events, which are always fun, you know, we don't care where you live. You can just work wherever you are. Okay. And so talking about yourself, what's your personal favorite model? Um, working from the office, from home, or having a mixture of both? Definitely a mixture of both. First of all, because um, I like the fact to go to the office. I, I still do, you know, I like to be there. It gives you a, a different setting. Uh, it, it just gives you a different feeling. Working from the office just is, different than working from home i i don't know i don't really know how to put it into words but it's just you know it's a different setting maybe that's a quite a good expression um, and also given the fact that working for human relations um you do need the office because we you know just basic stuff like keeping our all our employee files up to date i cannot do that from home or mm -hmm. whenever we have to um communicate with a certain um, institutions, um, I need to do that from the office, that they're not sending their letters to my home address, you know, I need to take care of those things when I'm uh, at the office. So um, for me personally, uh, the ideal combination is two days at the office and three days at home. I totally mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and so I think I have a last question talking about this home office culture um, would you say that this is more a german thing or is it establishing worldwide or do you see any cultural differences there between the countries i mean you're heading hr on a global level hmm. i think it does not so much depend on the country it does uh, probably depend on the area uh, you're working in Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's of course a huge different a difference whether you're working for a bank or a software company. It's, um, I mean, the countries where we do have the subsidiaries, um, people have always been 
familiar with the concept of working from home and working remotely. They did not necessarily have the experience in doing so already. Maybe they have been working from the office ever since and it was their first real home office job, but the concept has always been well known. But again, I think it's strongly depending on the sector you're working in. And in a software company, um, it's not so much of a new or fancy thing, whether I can tell that when you're working for an insurance, for example, <laughs> it's like a completely new world <laughs> that is um, opening up there. So, um, yeah, and again, I think that this is, has been just changed um, extremely during the past one, one and a half years. And it's also in other sectors which have not been working so much uh, remotely before Corona, it has also changed. Okay, cool. Um, I think that's it from my side. I asked you all the questions I wanted. Is there something that you still want to say? Um, well, apart from uh, thanks for having me and that it was fun uh, talking about all of this. <laughs> I hope I could, uh, I was able to contribute with some smart things. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, that I was able to, uh, yeah, you know, make clear what, what my view and my point is. Um, yeah, but again, thanks for having me. It was fun to do so. Thank you so much, Katrin. It was re really exciting to have you here and get your views. Thank you so much for listening to our OTRS podcast. We hope you liked it. Feel free to leave us a comment here. Um, maybe there is a topic you want to talk about next. We are happy to cover that. You can also find Katrin on LinkedIn. Katrin Triebel is her name, so you can find her. Um, and yeah, you find um, OTRS as a company on www.otrs.com. And also on our social media channels, um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So hope to hear you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>